Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Heavy 15, a Shape by Sports football podcast. I'm your host, James Hiller. Let's get some winners this weekend, baby. Woo! All righty. We have lots to cover here. Got to make some ground after a hot garbage one and four record against the spread last week. <laughs> um,. First up of the five games, I have the Raiders versus Steelers. I have the Steelers by six points. Um, I think the line might be going up now because I just heard that it was announced that Josh Jacobs is also going to be out for the Raiders. They're starting running back. Um, Also, Yannick Ngakwe might not play in this game due to a hamstring injury. I don't think he was practicing. Uh, Their guards are also pretty banged up uh denzel good last game tore his acl so he's probably out for the year also richie incognito was not in last game and he did not practice again after missing last week's game so this spells a lot of trouble for a raiders team that's already playing off a monday night game with short rest um now, hear me out here. I know the Steelers, they always, for whatever reason, I don't know why, but here's Big Ben's record against the uh, Raiders. It's 1-6 against the spread, 2-5 and five straight up versus the Raiders, whether it be Las Vegas or Oakland. Um, that's, that's a bit in the Raiders' favor, right? But the Raiders, they played their first home game in front of the fans in Vegas finally after COVID. And they won that game. I think there was a lot of bullshit happening, though, let's be honest. Um, again, it's a short week. They're After playing Monday night, the Steelers played on 1 p.m. And the Raiders have to come cross-country to Pittsburgh for a 1 p.m. game. Um, the Steelers' defense, I feel like they should be able to punch Derek Carr in the mouth, to be honest, given their guards' injuries. Plus, Josh Jacobs won't be able to block for them. Um, I just see it as I'm fading a team that got an emotional victory in their home opener against the Hurt secondary in Baltimore. Derek Carr didn't look very good in the first half at all until he finally woke up a bit. Threw for 400 yards, yes, but he really, they didn't play that good. It wasn't, I wasn't too impressed. It was obviously a very exciting game. They're 1-0, yeah, same with the Steelers. The Steelers won a game they weren't supposed to win. So I think it's more on their side, given how they get to finally play in front of fans again, especially after getting their asses kicked last year in the playoffs in a home game. I don't think they want to embarrass the fans once again (laughs) after losing to the doo-doo Browns, right? Um, So, yeah, I think the line is probably going to be around seven, but as of right now, it was six or six and a half. If you can, try to buy the line to six. Um, I'm going with the Steelers. That's my first one. Steelers minus six. Next up on the docket, gate for game number two, we have the Saints versus the Carolina Panthers. The Saints are favorites minus three and a half against Carolina. I don't think that's right. I'm going with the Panthers plus three and a half currently. I think the line was four. Now it's moved down to three and a half. Uh, you know, I think New Orleans, they're getting a bit more love than they should because of that blow up victory against Green Bay. 
for whatever reason, whether it be Aaron Rodgers not being ready or maybe the Saints really are that real good. But I think they're definitely due to regress against a pretty solid division opponent in the Panthers. It's Carolina's home opener, kind of like how I just mentioned with the Steelers' home opener. Sammy Darnold's first time in front of the fans. They should be jazzed for this one. Uh, I really do, since it's a division game, it should be closer than people think. Uh, The Saints will probably be without Marshawn Lattimore. I think he had a hand injury in last week's game. And to be honest, the Saints, they really didn't get challenged at all. With Jameis Winston, he only had to throw 21 times out of 60 plays that the Saints had because there was no need to, right? They won 38-3. to um, And yes, Jameis threw for five touchdowns and it was efficient, efficient, but what did we really learn, right, about them due to Green Bay? They shot themselves in the foot multiple times. Bradley Roby for the Saints, he should be in the mix after acquiring him uh, because of their hurt secondary, and who knows how much he'll really play anyways. So look for Carolina to find some value there. Um, still no David Onyemata due to the suspension on their line. Plus, probably no Marcus Davenport also on the line, most likely due to injury. So there's lots of holes here on this defense. It's a big test for Carolina since they should be able to move the ball here on a hurt Saints D, but not sure if they win the game overall. But I think... Three and a half, that's too many points. So Carolina plus three and a half. The third game on the docket we have is the New England Patriots traveling to the Jets. J-E-T, Jets, 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 Jets. Um, The Patriots are favorite by six. Here, I like the value for the Patriots. It started at two and a half, I think, at the beginning of the week. It's only climbed. I really wish I could have gone in sooner, but seeing as how... The Jets won't have their best lineman and uh, left tackle, Makai Becton. He's ruled out for this game. Bill Belichick, we know he always gives rookie QBs a really rough time, baiting them into either picks or just really bad decisions. So I feel like Zach Wilson is going to have a really tough time in this one. Uh, and heck, right? I don't think they're going to drop two division games in a row. It's weird how they do play two in a row. But this Jets opponent is much weaker than the Dolphins, who are looking more like a wild card team, while the Jets, again, are probably looking towards another top 10 pick, unfortunately. Uh, the Jets, they gave up six sacks and 11 pressures last week and only ran for 2.6 yards per carry. That's that's not very impressive at all. That's fucking garbage. Um, they had less than 100 total yards at halftime before some garbage time yards later on against an all right Panthers D. They're not great. Um, New England will be much tougher to go against, given as how they have all these players back after losing some due to COVID last year for just sitting out. Um, I expect Gam- Mac Jones to do some game managing here and hand the ball off a ton to Damian Harris and play great shutdown D overall. And I think they'll pull away late because I'm not. I'm still not sure about Zach Wilson, to be honest. Uh, I like the Patriots minus six. That's the third pick. Our fourth game on the docket, we have a 4 p.m. afternoon game. 4 p.m. or 4.25, whatever. Um, the Cowboys visiting the Los Angeles Chargers. And the Chargers are favorite by minus three and a half currently. Um, and I like the Chargers with the spread. Uh, 
Justin Herbert, he lit up the Washington secondary. I know it was a bit of garbage yards uh, for 337 passing yards with both the receivers being highly productive. After seeing is how the Cowboys got exposed immensely last Thursday night versus Tampa and seeing as how they're hurt everywhere right now, it seems. Demarcus Lawrence, their best pass rusher, he's now out due to injury. No Michael Gallup. I think a few other guys in the defensive part are a little hurt, banged up too. I expect Mike Williams and Keen Allen to have their way with lots of receptions and yards through the air from Herbert. Just after seeing how bad Tampa uh, torched them, to be honest, and how bad Dallas secondary was, they got a few lucky turnovers that they're due for regression after that. I don't see the Chargers making that many mistakes, just like how Tampa did. Um, they, so they have two good receivers along with Eckler, who's a do it all running back. I expect a lot of points in this game, even though I think the Chargers will cover the Cowboys should still be able to put up some points, but overall, I think the Chargers are just a better team in their home opener as well. I like Chargers minus three and a half. And the last game on the docket for the fifth and final game we have the Chiefs versus the Ravens in Baltimore. The Chiefs are favorite, minus three and a half. I like the Chiefs here. Here's why. So it took Patrick Mahomes a while to wake up last week for a very versus a very tough Browns team. But sure enough, he's able to find his way, obviously, with Kelsey and Hill all game to light up the scoreboard in the second half due to Cleveland getting up early and very quickly putting up points on the board. Um so although this is Baltimore's home opener on Sunday night football, there's going to be a lot of people watching it, betting it, you name it. I find it hard to believe that the chiefs can't cover this game due to the Baltimore's injuries in the secondary. Uh, Jimmy Smith, he didn't play in week one due to an ankle injury. And that clearly showed uh, with an already thin secondary with Peters out for the year. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is three and over the Ravens in his career always putting up lots of passing yards and touchdowns to either Tyree Kill, Nicole Hardman, or, or Travis Kelsey, and they're all still there. They didn't lose anyone like Sammy Watkins or someone else. Um, now, Smith is currently questionable to play. Uh, the big one for the Ravens right now is their expensive left tackle, Ronnie Stanley. He's currently listed as doubtful for the game with an ankle injury, and for those of you that know this, doubtful usually spells a player not playing. So most likely again out of this game, and that's going to spell a lot of trouble for Lamar's offense, even though he should be able to ad lib and run with the ball a lot. I'm a little worried for him. Um, in last week's last year's matchup, sorry. Uh, in week three in Baltimore, Mahomes, he had no issues through and won the game with ease for four TDs, 385 yards through the air. Uh, they won 34 to 20. Uh, Michael Hardman, Travis Kelsey, and Tyree Kill combined for 245 of those, 385. And they're all, again, still there. The Ravens this time, they won't have J.K. Dobbins, who's obviously done for the year, as well as Gus Edwards. And they were the highest producers in their last year's game. So, again, I'm a little worried for them. Maybe Tyson Williams and Lamar come up strong. Same with Mark Andrews, but... Other than that, I think the Chiefs should be able to cover with ease in front of everyone watching on Sunday night. Now, for that five-team parlay, all these odds are on Bodog currently. 
some of these lines might go up by the time you hear this. I'm sorry if that's the case. You can always buy half a point. It might change a bit of the money, but if you want to tail me, that's cool. If not, that's fine also. I really don't care. Um, if you put $25 down to win on this current parlay of Chargers 3.5, Patriots minus 6, Chiefs 3.5, Panthers plus 3.5, and, and Steelers minus 6, you would win $549. Obviously, bet responsibly. Um, and then now we're going to move on to the player props portion. That's also a player prop parlay. I'm doing $25 also on that to win $353 on five player props. Here comes up next. Now for the player props. For the first out of five, I have... This is all spread out throughout the games, by the way. So Colts running back, Jonathan Taylor, over two and a half receptions. Last week in the game against Seattle, where they played like shit, to be honest, uh, he recorded six receptions, I think 60 yards. And his prop here is over two and a half at plus money. Um, That just seems ridiculous to me. I feel like he should easily go over this. Uh, The Colts love throwing to the running backs. Other than him, he loves to throw to Naheem Hines. Um, This just doesn't make sense. Uh, Wentz doesn't really have too much chemistry with anybody yet, given it's his second week in the regular season with the team. So I feel like they should be looking for lots of dump dump offs to him. Plus, Taylor might have to block more uh, because of Aaron Donald. So, again, that may, might be a concern, but overall, I think he should be okay. So, the first one, Jonathan Taylor, over two and a half yards. The second is DJ Moore, over 61 and a half passing yards or receiving yards. Sorry. Um, he's the Carolina Panthers wide receiver, and he's gone over that. Uh, prop easily against the Saints in the past two matchups. Uh, the last one he recorded 97. Uh, I feel like this should be much easier given how Lattimore probably won't be playing and they might put their best corner on Robbie Anderson anyway. So DJ Moore, I think he's going to go over there. The third prop of this five player prop parlay Um is Arizona Cardinals wide receiver Rondell Moore. I have him over two and a half receptions. Uh, Look for Moore's role to continue to grow in this offense, especially with A.J. Green slowly being phased out anyways. Um, Also, the Minnesota defense is really banged up. Uh, Anthony Barr is supposed to be out, along with Everson Griffin and Christian Derrishaw. And I'm not sure Harrison Smith might not play also. Um... Last game, he went over that easily, that prop. Uh, and he's their rookie, so I'm assuming they want to get him a lot of targets. Uh, so that's the third one, Rondell Moore, over two and a half. Next, for number four, I have Vikings wide receiver Adam Thielen, over four and a half receptions. He went over that last week as well. Um, with Again, without Irv Smith Jr. in this offense, his target share has only seemed to increase. Very encouraging to see nine catches on 10 targets in week one. He played alongside Jefferson and 90% of the snaps. So look for either him or Jefferson to get, be getting the ball a ton against the Cardinals defense. And I'm assuming they're probably going to be down this game and most likely lose. So Kirk Cousins is probably going to have to sling the ball out a lot. That's number four. 
Uh, and lastly, we have Kyle Pitts, the new tight end for Atlanta. I have him over 39 and a half receiving yards. Um, Pitts played in 68% of the snaps in his rookie debut with Matt Ryan. He only threw for 164 yards, obviously. He played like shit against Philly. But I expect uh, him to step up here and be their number two receiver, given how Julio is no longer there anymore and Ridley's the clear number one. Uh, The Bucs' elite defensive line should limit the running game, just like it did to Dallas, and not that the Falcons have a good running game anyways. But I expect a lot of throwing this game, so and they'll probably be behind. So look for Pitts to get a lot of catches and targets. So that's the five. Kyle Pitts over 39 and a half yards. Uh, Adam Thielen over four and a half receptions. Rondell Moore over two and a half receptions. Jonathan Taylor over two and a half receptions. And DJ Moore over 61 and a half receiving yards. And that is the end to our week two podcast. Had a lot lot of fun researching this for the player props and the spreads. Hopefully I can do much better in the spreads this week and to continue my hot streak with the props. Again, always bet responsibly. Don't pay more than what you own. Um, That's all for today. See you guys most likely Monday to go over a recap. Uh, Take care, guys.